Hello and welcome to Talk It, the podcast created and produced by Anne and Abigail Skidmore. We hope you enjoy the episode. Given the changing climate with coronavirus globally, now more than ever, we are all looking for ways to adapt and look after our mental well-being. Here, myself and my mum share an open conversation about what resilience means in the face of conflict. So mum, you're a life coach with over 20 years experience and the most informed person I know. (laughs) So what does resilience mean to you? Well, resilience is about the ability to bounce back despite sometimes some very challenging and difficult circumstances. So, you know, there is so much that's going on that a day right now can feel like a week with all the news, as you rightly say, about the coronavirus, COVID-19. And our hearts go out to those people who have been affected and also to all the people who are doing their very best to help people who are affected and infected by this this dreadful virus. However, the human being has the most amazing spirit to be able to bounce back wherever possible, even in the most extreme circumstances. And you know that, and I know that from the experiences that we've had in our lives. So I guess what would be useful is just to share some of the top tips that can really help people think about what is within their control when it feels like quite a lot of things are outside of their control, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. I think what you said about being able to bounce back is um, it's quite timely, to be honest, because there will be people, as you rightly say, that will feel that a day is more like a week especially at the moment. And there will be many people feeling anxiety and stress um, because it's such an uncertain time. So I was just wondering what your top tips for finding resilience would be if you had someone come up to you and say, I'm, I'm really struggling, but I need some sort of coping mechanism, a, a pattern to go through day by day. What would you recommend? That's very important. I think the very first thing is, is looking to your network. Now, it's brilliant that we have social networks, social media. However, great though Facebook friends are, it's about having strong relationships. Now, they could be via Facebook, but it's also, as you know, having really good, strong friendships, relationships with people that you really care about and who really care about you too. So it's looking to your relationships and Even if you feel, anybody feels right now that they might not have those strong relationships, they probably do, but they don't realise it. For example, sometimes it's about reconnecting with people in your community. So it could be maybe you live in a flat or you're in perhaps an apartment at university, college or something like that. So there are people around you without you realising it sometimes. And so looking to your network, who are you connected with or who could you be connected with? I mean, even like this, as we're finding, putting a podcast together, we hope that we reach a network of people who really would value having some top tips to help them think about who they know, 
Who could they know and who might they reach out to? Because we're constantly making new friends, new connections, people who link in with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Because some of those people do really become lifelong friends. So the people that you can already have as connections, the ones you'd like to have as connections, who would you like to be reaching out to? And it could even be members of your family and they don't have to be always there around you. It could just be doing a FaceTime message to them or making a call to them, reaching out. So top tip number one is look to your relationships. Who are you connected with? Who could you be connected with? So we've talked about connection and networking relationships but what if that wasn't possible? Because we've, we now have people experiencing self-isolation, possibly for the very first time in their lives. And how can those people count on resilience during what must be a really lonely period of time? Yes, that's right. And again, we'll all have experienced times when we're on our own you know maybe we've been through some trauma and difficulty etc and and sometimes we need a little bit of time on our own anyway to kind of uh, learn from the experience learn more about our relationship with ourselves however I understand that when it feels like this could be a lengthy period of time, you know, two weeks, more than two weeks, and not knowing how long that isolation might go on for, that's quite a time period. I guess the thing is to very much take it day by day and also to keep, as you know, I I like to keep journals and diaries and I like to look back at those things, especially when I've gone through difficulties myself And then years later, I've looked back at those journals, those diaries and thought, gosh, I thought that was a tough time. And yet, look what I achieved, look how I came through that. So sometimes it can be useful just to get things off your mind onto a piece of paper, a diary, a journal, onto your laptop, onto your phone, you know, exploring what thoughts are swirling around your head. Because quite often when they're swirling around your head, it can feel like what I call the dirty wash cycle on a washing machine. You're just going round and round and round. And sometimes you've just got to say stop. And then what is good about this situation, even though it might not feel good at the time, finding the good in that situation. And then what am I learning about myself and my resilience about being able to cope with this? Because this too will pass. That is a phrase many people say, especially in times of difficulty, this too will pass and it will. And it's having hope, which is another key tip really, having hope for the future that you come out of it, come the other side of it, having learnt something about yourself and your resilience and your bounce back ability, because that will help you be stronger and more confident and competent to deal with anything in the future. So you've also spoken a lot about the power of social media like Facebook, Twitter and now we've obviously got Instagram that's picking up for my generation. Um, So those apps do make people feel connected but we're now noticing obviously that these devices can have a huge negative effect on mental well-being if they're not monitored properly and also if people are using them constantly so how can we build resilience in other ways which don't involve tech because I know that I don't always like to be on my phone I'd like to find other ways to cope Mm. than looking at a device 
Well, you know as well, Abigail, because I've said to you, sometimes looking down at your phone is is not good for you, for your posture, for your neck, etc. Because when we're looking down, we're also quite often accessing feelings. Uh, whereas when we look up, in fact, it's very hard. We might all try this. It's another additional top tip, if you like. When you look up, it's very hard to access negativity. So you look up, look up to the roof, look up to the sky, you cannot think of an unhappy thought. Whereas when we look down, we are very likely to access a lot of uh, not so good feelings about ourselves. So looking down at your phone, not always the best thing. If you can have your phone at eye level, it's much more conducive to your spine, to your neck, etc. However, you're quite right. It's not all about tech. Tech is great. However, monitor the amount of time that you're upon it. One of the things that really changes my mood is going for a walk or a run in the countryside, if you can, or in a park, if you're able to. And I know that's not easy if you're self-isolating, although there is a lot of news that says people still need to get fresh air. And if they haven't got their own garden capacity, they need to find a space where they get fresh air because it's good for you, good for the soul, good for you to get a bit of exercise in that way, to move your body around as well. So getting outside, getting in some fresh air, whatever the elements, it doesn't matter whether it's sunny or wet or whatever, dress accordingly, but getting a bit of fresh air really does put good, better oxygen back into your lungs. And of course, that's what you need with such a a virus as COVID-19. And I think it also makes you feel better. I find that myself. I might go out feeling, oh gosh, got a lot of things going on and worried about go out for a bit of fresh air and we happen to have a dog as you know and he always loves the fresh air so if you've got a pet as well well they often like to be exercised well dogs do anyway (laughs) so that sort of thing can be really good for the soul as well that's brilliant so is there anything else that you'd like to add to finish just as a final message to people that are really struggling at the moment to build their resilience I know that these are difficult times we're living in at the moment and it is a a process daily to wrap your head around and to even even for some people I guess get out of bed stick to a routine a lot of people will be working from home as well obviously my from my perspective I would encourage everyone to continue their routine try and keep it as normal as possible but as you are a life coach (laughs) I think your best place to kind of give a more thorough understanding of how we can develop those skills yeah bless you thank you (laughs) oh I think they used to say to me when I first got into coaching 20 years ago get a life coach (laughs) and it is about having a life but the life we have and how it is currently is adaptation to the circumstances we find ourselves in and one of the greatest things that we can do is actually giving back in some way. For example, if you're a volunteer or could volunteer to help a neighbour, you know, grandma's been so pleased today that one of her neighbours has reached out, put a little note through her letterbox and said, if there's anything you need, just let us know. And 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 grandma was so excited by that and, and, and just, just made her day, didn't it, to get that message. So her neighbours who know her, but they don't know her well and she doesn't know them well, but they've reached out to her. That kind of voluntary work doesn't cost anything other than some thoughtfulness 
a little message on a card popped through a neighbour's letterbox. Is there anything we can do for you? Just let us know. And of course, we've responded to her neighbours and thanked them and said, likewise, if there's anything we can do for you, just let us know. So community spirit, reaching out to people, giving back in some way, perhaps volunteering to do something that doesn't have to cost a huge amount of time, let alone any money, but is just make it makes you feel better that you've you've helped somebody, it makes them feel better because somebody has reached out to them. And that is back to what I said earlier about people having hope. Everybody needs some hope. It just gives you perspective on the situation you're currently going through that there is hope for the future because there is. And that's what I'd like to leave as my final top tip. That's lovely. Thank you. Thank you.